Next on BYU Sports Nation, five things you need to know about tonight's in-state rivalry showdown between Utah State and BYU. Get informed before the Friday Night Lights college style. Utah State head coach Matt Wells joins the show with the Aggies' roadmap to a potential win and tells you what you don't know about quarterback Chucky Keaton. Plus, one of the first heralded quarterbacks in BYU history, Gary Scheide, making his BYU Sports Nation debut. He'll sound off on Taysom Hill's emergence and offer his opinion on the go-fast, go-hard offense. And now, live on Sirius XM 143 BYU Radio, it's BYU Sports Nation with your hosts, Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Happy Friday, BYU Sports Nation. It is October 4th. More importantly, Jerem, it's game day. Game day! day. Yeah! I'm Spencer Linton, teamed up with the Jerome Jordan. Sure, or, whatever. Or should I say Jerem Jordan? There are two Jerems on Utah State's team, by the way. I love this. Yeah, you pointed that out yesterday. Wherever and however you may be listening, thanks for fitting us into your busy day. Cougars and Aggies, Friday night, rivalry, parody, really at a new high for BYU and Utah State. The last three games have been really interesting. If you look historically at this rivalry, not not close. BYU's won, what, 30 of the last 33? Yes. So, But the last three to me really mattered the most. 2010, BYU loses in Logan. 31-16. 31-16. Then two years ago, Riley Nelson comes off the bench and leads BYU in dramatic fashion against the school he played for as a freshman. BYU wins 27-24, scoring with 11 seconds left. Last year, a 6-3 defensive battle, which BYU wins. BYU's best win of 2012, and that sets up 2013 junior Chucky Keaton versus sophomore Taysom Hill. And oh yeah, some guy named Kyle Van Noy that's going to be wreaking havoc in the backfield. Now, how about 2012, BYU over Utah State being the Cougars' best win? That's how much better Utah State is now. They finish as a top 25 team. And if they had, if Utah State had beaten either, either Wisconsin or B- BYU, BCS, they would have been the Northern Illinois. They should have played in the Orange Bowl. Oh, that kill- if I'm an Aggie fan, that just kills me. And they've the last five losses for Utah State by a combined 13 points. If they figured out how to win close games, they would have been in a BCS game, something that BYU hasn't done. I was going to say, that's, that sounds a lot like another team that I know that plays in Provo. Wait a minute. Yeah. BYU went 1-4 and four in games decided by 7 or less last year. The year before that, 4-1. and one. That was the difference between an 8-win and a 10-win season. Just a number. It's just one of the storylines tonight. The, the teams provide so many intriguing angles as we approach this game, whether it's the quarterback matchup or the backdrops. Uh, between the two teams and, and how they've struggled in close games. So really looking forward to this matchup between BYU and Utah State. A friendly reminder, you can listen to BYU Sports Nation on BYURadio.org, the BYU Radio iOS app, Sirius XM Channel 143, and Dish Network 980. You can also catch the show on demand every afternoon on the BYU Radio YouTube channel. That, of course, is how you listen. And this is how you join our Friday conversation. Send your tweets to at BYU Sports Nation and vote in our daily poll question at BYUTVSports.com. What's your bold prediction for tonight's game? We give you four options on Twitter. If you want to give us a different one, that's great. Vote on BYUTVSports.com. Taysom Hill has more passing yards than Chucky Keaton. Wow. Cody Hoffman has more than 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns. Okay. BYU ends the game plus two in the turnover margin. Okay. Or another special teams touchdown. Last week, that was of the four options we said and we mentioned and hey, pick one. That's the one I just randomly picked. And we had almost two. Yeah. Last week. That's right. Uh, Utah State is not Middle Tennessee, though. 
Captain Obvious here. Yeah, let's uh, let's reiterate that. <laughs> the Aggies and Blue Raiders are two very different teams. Uh, taking nothing away from Middle Tennessee, they're a program on the rise. They won eight games last year, but Utah Good State. Utah State is really at the elite status of the Mountain West Conference in their first year there. They're kind of like Fresno State right now. Um, well respected. They're not. They're not Boise State or BYU. Would like to think. Uh, you know, it has more national prestige than Utah State, given the body of work and a national title and all the quarterbacks, and I think that's true. But Utah State's emerging, and that's what's exciting. I think it's great for the state of Utah. I think it's great for BYU that Utah State is relevant. The reigning WAC champions, and forever will be that way, because the WAC no longer exists. The only thing uh, less compelling than that is Sunbelt champions. (laughs) Right? Oh, (laughs) Jerem. Okay, for me... The bold prediction I, I feel like is most likely to happen of those four options is BYU ending the game plus two in turnovers. And I have a reasoning behind that. Bronco Mendenhall spoke with him yesterday for about 15, 20 minutes. He said that there has been a real point of emphasis in practice this week about the defense doing the ball hawk, really going after and and attacking. When, when they go after the ball, they, instead of just making a physical tackle, really attacking the ball uh, initially. And so I wouldn't be surprised to see a few fumbles uh, bust out of there. And, uh, of course, they've done a lot of drills this week to help them come down with the tip balls, which really they haven't been able to secure over the first four games. Yeah, that's just kind of luck or unlucky. By the way, I love fumbles. I, I, don't, I don't like when BYU fumbles. But when there's a fumble, just as, as a fan just watching the game, I just scream every time. It just happens. Fumble! It, it, I love ha- it. it happens. <laughs> I love it when the other team does it. So we'll see what. Okay, bold prediction for me. I'll go. I was going to go with that, so I'll pick something different just for the sake of being different. Okay. Taysom Hill has more passing yards than Chucky Keene. Come on. It happened last year 235 to 202. Taysom outpassed Chucky in Taysom's second start. Okay. Boom. Okay. All right. I'll give you that one. Uh, hey, well done, Jerem. I still don't think it's going to happen tonight, but, but, <laughs> but well done. Okay, my friends, rise and shout. It's time to get informed. Five things you need to know. Elite quarterbacks, Utah State linebacker Kyler Fackrell on Taysom Hill. You know, he's a great combination of speed and power. He's a big guy. He's a big, strong guy. I mean, he has deceptive speed. You know, he'll outrun corners to the sideline. So, basically, we, I mean, we need to just play complete, like, assignment football. Okay, so Kyler Fackrell is a defensive stud for BYU. Very solid linebacker. Or sorry, for Utah State. Very solid, sound linebacker uh, in his preparation and both in his on-field play. I had an opportunity to watch him play a couple of games this year. He doesn't make a lot of mistakes, and his responsibility and his teammates, really the linebacking crew, will be to keep Taysom Hill inside. And... How they do that, I don't know, because... Stack the box like Utah, make them throw. Right, but even then, Taysom still broke outside a couple of times for some lengthy runs. So Matt Wells, their head coach, said, I don't know if we're completely going to stop him, but we're going to try our darndest to contain him. Yeah, and I said elite quarterbacks. What I mean by that is Chucky as a passer, second in the country with 17 touchdowns. That's elite. And then Taysom Hill as a rusher is elite, sixth nationally. In rush yards per game at 141. Two of the best at those things in the country. Taysom Hill is a quarterback, and he's sixth nationally in rushing 
at BYU. You know the other quarterback who's uh, in the top 35? I can't remember the kid. Jordan Lynch? Is that his name? Northern Illinois? Yeah, yeah. He's the other guy, and he's like 30th. Taysom Hill stands alone. Yeah, he's not close in the quarterback category in terms of rushing yards, but what a great matchup between the two quarterbacks. Okay, number two. Things you need to know for tonight. Utah State streaks. Former BYU receiver Andy Boyce on playing in Logan. You know, you think about where we went, uh, went up to the Wyoming's of the world and Utah and had people throw, had things thrown at us and, and people, you know, yelling at us, et cetera. Utah State was as bad as any place we played at as far as a hostile crowd. Again, Andy Boyce earlier this week on playing in Logan. Utah State is a tough place to play. Uh, in Logan. Nine straight home win streak. That's their longest home win streak since 1959 to 63, where they had a 17 game win streak. Old school. They've won 10 straight non conference home games, outscoring opponents by an average of 44 to 19. And then the herd, the Utah State student section, they'll be in there an hour and a half before the game rocking. Uh, it's a tough place to play, but I think BYU is ready for the challenge. Going back to the, the interview with Bronco Mendenhall, uh, he said something really funny, and I'm going to quote him. Uh, from that interview, in in terms of the herd and what they do, he, you'll see that interview tonight on our uh, countdown to kickoff show. Uh, at least this part it made me laugh. And, and here it is. Let me let me find it in the uh, in the rundown. Okay, Bronco Mendenhall said, "I remember something that the herd said to me that I'll never forget because I've never been called that before." And then he kind of got a smile on his face and he said, because, because it was so unique, I will never forget what they said. And then uh, jokingly said that they obviously support their team. <laughs> I mean, when you, hear, when you hear those kind of insults um, and you can laugh about it and joke about it, it's a good thing. But the herd, man, I'm telling you, I've said it a few times this week, they will find out about you. They, they will find out about you. Third thing you need to know, players from the state of Utah. Utah State with 59 on the roster, BYU with 39. Homegrown ties? Yes. Here's what I think that means. There are, there are players on, I think, both sides. I'm just going to guess that there's more on Utah State's side that wanted to play at the other school. Is that fair? Is that unfair to say? Uh, so if I'm a player at Utah State and I thought, you know what, I wanted to go to BYU I'm really excited to play at Utah State. I'm up for the BYU game. Or if I'm a BYU player and I really wanted to go to Utah State, I'm up for this game a little more because I felt slighted by not being recruited by that team heavily enough. So I think it's a big game. I think in-state games are that way, but I think that comes into play tonight. 20 more players for Utah State from Utah. 98 players combined from the state of Utah on the rosters tonight. Tons of return missionaries, by the way, in this game from the LDS Church. So fun, fun ties of both teams that have that in common. Number four thing you need to know, coaching familiarity. Okay, three coaches on Utah State staff either uh, played or coached at BYU previously. Mark Weber, Kevin McGiven was a Gary Croton uh, guy, and then Fahu Tahi, oh, yeah. familiar name for BYU fans, former running back. Two BYU coaches played at Utah State, Paul Tidwell, and then Kelly Papinga actually played at both Utah State and BYU. Lavelle Edwards, who was on BYU Sports Nation yesterday, Played at Utah State in the 50s. All-Mountain State's conference linebacker. And coached at BYU. Stan Albrecht, the president of Utah State, worked at BYU for 18 years. you got to love the ties. Yeah, it only makes the rivalry that much better. And finally, the fifth thing you need to know about tonight's BYU-Utah State showdown, record watch. 
Taysom Hill back to pass. Now he's going to keep it to the five into the end zone. Touchdown. Dave McCann, BYU TV on Taysom Hill's touchdown against Middle Tennessee. Taysom's done that a lot. Uh, finds his way into the end zone. Fourth all-time at BYU in career rushing yards for a quarterback. And how many games has he started? Six. Fourth all-time already. Needs 184 yards to pass. A guy you may know, Steve Young. Other records to watch. Cody Hoffman. He only needs nine catches to be the BYU career leader all-time in receptions. And Jamal Williams. He's 26th all-time at BYU If he gets 100, 150, he's going to climb as high as number 20 tonight, midway through his sophomore season. Okay. Speaking of sophomore season, we want to play a little what if. Let's go back in the BYU Sports Nation time machine and examine the following. Last year against Utah State, at the very end of the game, with the game in hand, instead of being in victory formation, meaning kneel it, BYU, uh, a signal comes in from the sideline that Taysom Hill interprets as QB draw instead of either a standard rush play or just kneel the ball. Taysom rushes it. I believe it was Fackrell, Kyler Fackrell, uh, lays a good hit on his leg, and Taysom Hill is out for the year with a serious knee injury. Uh, And he misses the rest of the year, is limited in spring ball, and then is now wearing a knee brace. What is the impact of what if Taysom Hill had not been injured right there? Okay, well, first of all... Start with the 2012 season. I think BYU wins at least one more game. They went 4-3 and three in the next seven games. I think they go at least 5-2. Five 5-2, and two. Five and two? okay. With Taysom Hill. The growing a pains... A nine-win season. The, yes, the growing pains, a lot of those take place, obviously, during the 2012 campaign. And so, a lot of the bugs, a lot of the kinks are worked out. And it's a huge what-if, because if Taysom Hill doesn't get injured... BYU might not have the coaching staff they have this year, you know, not to mention the offense. How would BYU have done with Taysom Hill as a starter, say, in the last seven games? I think Taysom would have been the starter going forward, and if it was his job to lose at that point after that game, he, would have, he won two games in a row with Riley Nelson injured and James Lark in the wings. And given Taysom Hill having that experience playing late in the season in 2012, are they 4-0 right now? Okay, yeah. So, uh, okay, first things first. So, an, what are we saying? You think a nine-win season last year? Nine-win season. They win the ball game. The offensive game. coaching staff. Reynolds retires. You replace him, but you keep most everybody else. It depends. You had more than half the season left. Who knows what would have happened with BYU's offense? Is Robert and I back? If Taysom yeah. Hill succeeds, he's not. Brandon Doman's still the offensive coordinator. So then you go into the, the offseason. The chemistry between Taysom Hill and Cody Hoffman would be really high. Taysom Hill was ahead of schedule and limited in spring, but he wasn't the same. He, he wasn't in every drill. He was in more than we thought, but he wasn't. And then you come into this season, and a lot of what's been discussed is, oh, the youth, and there's a learning curve and that kind of thing. Instead of, if Taysom Hill had started the rest of 2012, there's a lot of ifs here, but it's fun to play. <laughs> Taysom Hill, this would be his 14th start and not his seventh. What kind of difference would that have meant at the start of 2013? Okay, now I'm gonna now I'm gonna play the other side of this, Jerem. You would, Spencer. Yeah, that's how I roll. Okay, Taysom Hill. As unfortunate as it is that he got hurt last year, there are mental advantages you gain from going through adversity, and things you learn about life, challenges. Okay, so I believe that Taysom Hill 
is that much more competitive because he has gone through that adversity. And he appreciates the game more. He plays harder. He cares more. Not saying he didn't before, but there's just that increased level of intensity and uh, the ability to want to succeed. Also, I don't, I don't know if, well, I certainly know this, BYU does not run for 550 yards against Texas because they wouldn't be have, running the go-fast, go-hard offense, uh, relying heavily on Taysom's, uh, Taysom's legs. So, but would Taysom have thrown for 300 yards? Who because, knows? Because of the development passing. Would they have beat Texas? I'm just saying it's not as unfortunate as it, as it is that he got hurt last year. It's not all terrible. Yeah, I, I don't think so either. I just it just kind of hurts me to think that he could have developed that much more had that not play that play not happened. And who knows if he would have been hurt in another game given the aggressive pl- nature of his rushing. I don't know. That wraps up. What if? Coming up on BYU Sports Nation, Utah State head coach Matt Wells tells us Chick- Chucky Keaton's favorite cartoon. You heard me. And his thoughts on tonight's big game. You're listening to BYU Sports Nation. This is Tyler Haas, and you are in BYU Sports Nation with Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan. Go Cougs! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton, Jerem Jordan here. You can follow us at Spencer underscore Linton and at Jerem Jordan. Join the show's growing Twitter following at BYU Sports Nation. We're talking Cougars and Aggies and bold predictions. Jerem Let's get to a couple of tweets really quickly and then a poll update before we hop into this interview with Utah State head coach Matt Wells. At Spence1CA. This is not you, right? No, this is okay. not me. Bold. Four sacks and one interception by the defense. BYU's defense. Taysom recover, rediscovers tight ends. USU calls dentists after repeatedly getting socked in the mouth by stopping <laughs> running backs. And then another one. Uh, big fan of the show. He, he tweets often. We love him. At FRuiz801. Here's to a BYU victory without any communication errors. Knock on wood. How about this? At RTM Coombs, Kyle Van Noy has more touchdowns than at J Swag Daddy. Mm. J Swag Daddy, Jamal Williams, yes. has not had a touchdown this year yet. Is that, that's probably the most surprising stat. Yes. Okay. And a poll update. Let, a, let us update it. Uh, the, the bold predictions... Let's see. And, and Jeremy, you said Taysom Hill is going to have more passing yards than Chucky Keaton. And you said BYU, BYU will finish plus two in the turnover category, at least. Right now leading, Cody Hoffman has more than 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns, followed by BYU ends the game plus two in turnovers, another special teams touchdown, and then last is Taysom Hill has more passing yards than Chucky. Hmm. Vote oh. on BYUTVSports.com. Okay, well, here's the thing. If Cody Hoffman has over 100 yards receiving and two touchdowns, then there's a good chance that Taysom Hill is going to be close, right? Yeah. Um, you would think. He'll be in the... At least in the 250 range, you think? Yeah, you you would think. Because the last time he threw to Cody Hoffman on a regular basis and Cody went over 100 yards was Utah, right? Eight catches. Was it 102, I want to say? Taysom passed for 260. 260, a career high. In that game. So, 18 of 48. Uh, it's not impossible. It's not, impo- it's not impossible that that Taysom can happen. Taysom Hill better not throw 40 passes tonight. That's what, that's what I'm saying. If he throws 40-plus, I don't think BYU wins the game. Couple of notes for you. Cougars in the NFL. In case you missed it yesterday, Austin Colley signing with the New England Patriots. He will wear number 10 and catch passes from the great Tom Brady, giving him a couple of all time quarterbacks that he's played with now in Peyton Manning in Indianapolis and now Brady with the Patriots. And some good news from Baltimore Ravens camp, Jer. Yeah, Dennis Pitta was seen at practice yesterday, uh, catching, 
balls off the jug machine without crutches. So uh, the, the Ravens have put him on the injured reserve designated to return list, which means he could return week six if he was healthy. Now, he was supposed to be out for the year, so good luck to Dennis Pitta. We, we hope he returns this year. Glad to see Dennis back on his feet. Best friends with uh, Ravens quarterback Joe Flacco, by the way. First-year Utah State head coach Matt Wells joining us now. Coach, as you get ready for this game tonight, in what in the last couple of years has been an exciting rivalry with some really close games, what are you looking forward to the most out of your team tonight? Uh, you know, more than anything, to see how our players um, play and how they perform and how they react, um, which I think will be very, very positive. And so, you know, more anxious to get out there and, and watch our players more than anything. The last two games with BYU have been close ones, decided by three points or less. What have you talked to your team about uh, about the matchup, which everyone fully expects to be a great game? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I th- I, and I expect it to, too. I expect it to go down to the wire and be an intense and emotional and a physical game. Uh, I think it'll be a gladiator fight between those lines. Uh, it'll be uh, a loud atmosphere. It'll be a great atmosphere. I think it'll be pretty electric here with all the students, and this thing's been sold out for about uh, three weeks. And uh, so I'm, you know, I'm really looking forward to, to seeing us compete. Coach, you're a guy that's been around a lot of different college football programs, very familiar with BYU. Most recently, before you became head coach, you were the offensive coordinator for the Aggies and quarterbacks coach. And on that note, you coach one of the most dynamic college football players in the game. And he might be flying under the national radar, but Chucky Keaton uh, is responsible for 17 touchdowns and just one interception. What makes him so effective in your offense? Well, I think, first of all, um, he's got a tremendous amount of God-given talent and ability, but it's what he does with that, and it's how he trains and how he prepares his mind and his body uh, weekly, daily. Uh, He's a film junkie. He grinds. Um, He holds himself to a very, very high standard, which I think is common among uh, elite athletes, and that, um, you know, me as a coach, I can't you know, say something to him or hold him to a higher standard than he um, than he does himself. And uh, he is um, hard on himself. He's extremely internally motivated. He's got all the qualities that you want in any athlete and any quarterback. And then at the end of the day, he's got a moxie and he's kind of got an it factor. Utah State first-year head coach Matt Wells joining BYU Sports Nation. Tell us something we haven't heard or read about Chucky Keaton. Maybe off the field. Just a little bit more about this guy. Um, well, he likes to watch Phineas and Ferb. <laughs> Phineas and Ferb. Nice. You know, you know, probably shouldn't have told you guys that. <laughs> probably a good thing we're playing at home and not on the road, right? Uh, that's great, uh, though. He's, he's like no, everybody you know else. What? I, I think, let me tell you something about Chucky that you can't read and, and all that stuff. I think what makes him a unbelievable quarterback is he has an ability to retain knowledge Hmm. and i've said this a little bit publicly in in some interviews but um you know you tell him something as a quarterback coach and he'll remember it eight weeks later and whether it's footwork or it's how we're reading something or is is it a defender read is it a progression read you change one little thing and you're not consistent he'll call you out on it in a very respectful way, but he has the ability to retain knowledge better than any quarterback I've ever been around. I'm guessing that he's generating a lot of interest from uh, NFL personnel. Has your sports information department been flooded with uh, a lot of contact from NFL scouts about Chucky? No, because he's just a junior. 
Oh, that's right. Okay. Well, I, you got the regulations going there, but I, I can tell you right now, watching him, he, he reminds me a lot of Russell Wilson of Seattle and his ability to make plays with his feet and his accuracy as a passer. Well, I think if he ends up like Russell, then we'll all be happy with him. Uh, you know, in a year of being a draft pick and a very, you know, a playoff quarterback, right? Um, and, uh, you know, Russell's a, a really good leader and a really good quarterback and a really good player. I've talked to Bobby Wagner and Robert Turbin about him. You know, they're now teammates with him, uh, with the Seahawks. And if that's a compliment, I think, uh, that Chucky would, uh, would like. Um, and, uh, hopefully his play over the next year and a half, uh, merits that. Talking with first-year head coach Matt Wells of Utah State. Coach, I believe you were a redshirt freshman in 1993 during that 58-56 shootout, right? It's pretty good. That's a nice job doing your research. <laughs> what a game. The board that day had a ball cap on. <laughs> <laughs> was Anthony Calvillo the quarterback that day? He was, and John Walsh was the quarterback down there. And I'm going to tell you what, that off, that scoreboard was lit up. <laughs> and uh, they were throwing for some yards. I think John threw for over 600. Anthony threw for, I think, just short of 500. And uh, that was an offensive explosion that day. We won 58-56. Um, I mean, I could tell you a lot of things about that game. I don't know how much you want to talk about it, but I had a great view of it. Since this is BYU Sports Nation, we probably cut it off right there, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah. you guys don't want to talk about that one, right? That was a single-game record for BYU passing in a game. Of all the quarterbacks BYU had, John Walsh threw for more than anybody else in BYU history in that game. 6-19. In a loss. In a a loss. Okay, so I was right. Just a little over 600, right? Yeah, Yeah. you were on. Okay. That's impressive. Firsthand, I was about five feet from the field. (laughs) <laughs> you know, Anthony took those snaps and, and played well. They both did, John. You know, the, the thing I said at my press conference on Monday, and I'll go ahead and say it because it's kind of a cool deal, but I've never seen a college game or any game that had three, you know, back-to-back-to-back touchdowns. It was unbelievable. Three plays in a, a row? Touchdown. Yeah, we threw a touchdown. It was a short red zone touchdown, I believe. We kicked off. Tyler Anderson took the, took the kickoff return to the hut. 100-some yards, mm. touchdown. They kicked off, they being you guys, kicked out of the end zone, I believe. We took, we got the ball in the 20, okay, 80-yard touchdown pass. Wow. Oh, it's unbelievable. I've got to find the game tape on that. We have a ton in the archive here. I, I've never seen that game. I've never okay. seen anything from that Let game. Let me know okay. if I'm wrong, but I think there were back-to-back-to-back touchdowns. Wow. We'll try much like that. I. I end up producing our pregame show on BYU TV. I've got to find you in a, holding a clipboard on the sideline for the show this Friday. I've got, I've got to find it, not Thank to mention you. the score. <laughs> <laughs> that, that year, uh, you won the Las Vegas Bowl, I believe, it was Utah State's we first did. bowl victory. Um, beat Ball State in Las Vegas. That's right. And uh, tying that into last year, you knock off Toledo in the famous Idaho Potato Bowl. So Utah State's resurgence is definitely there on the national map. And, uh, Coach, uh, very quickly – can you tell us how Utah State wins this game at Romney Stadium, some keys to victory? Well, we're going to have to find a way to slow down. I don't think you stop him, but you're going to have to slow down Taysom Hill. That's the bottom line. We're going to have to take care of the football on offense. When we get in the red zone, we're going to score touchdowns. If we do those three things, then I think we'll have a chance to win it. 
Coach, is there a more passionate fan base than those at Romney Stadium? I mean, the herd, it, for me, is not as big as some crowds, but they're so knowledgeable. If they, if you have skeletons in your closet, they will find them and they will expose them. Like Phineas and it Ferb. Uh, let me tell you, it ain't their first rodeo, is it? <laughs> Literally. They've been there. They've done it. They're, they're great. It's a, it's a great home field advantage. Uh, our players love playing in front of the herd. I know our basketball players do in the spectrum. Uh, it's, a, it's a neat on-campus atmosphere of what's going on at Utah State right now. Utah State head coach Matt Wells, we appreciate the time. Great to have him on the show. Class act and uh, doing a nice job in his first year as head coach of the Aggies. Phineas and Ferb. Who doesn't like Phineas and Ferb? That humanizes him, though. Uh, the fact that he can remember stuff eight weeks later with footwork and whatnot, that's a good quarterback. Oh, man, Chucky Keaton, uh, I thought that was really detailed explanation of why he is a dynamic player and why he has 17 touchdown passes and one interception. Kyle Van Noy's coming for you. Yeah, that's true. He hasn't faced Kyle Van Noy or that defensive front seven from BYU, but still. In a uh, year. Just uh, last year he, got, he had a handful of BYU's front seven, that's for sure. He'll be glad not to see Ziggy, though, I can tell you that much. Okay, Jerem, something I've been looking forward to for quite a while now. We begin... Role play. Role play. Okay, and so how this works is both you and I are going to take on personas of either a coach or a player. I'm ready. And we will respond, Not and keep in mind, we're not going to try and impersonate them, whatever. but we will just give what we feel are the honest, no fil- unfiltered answers that those players want to give but sometimes don't because if I was them. of the media buffer. What if I would I say if person. I were them, yes. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, Jerem? Okay, Spencer, you're Taysom Hill. Yes. 40% completion percentage through four games. Is that, can, is that accurate of who, who you are? No! Listen, I'm not going to use marginal pass protection, terrible weather, or drop passes. Ooh, calling out your line, okay. For my completion percentage this year. But I can throw the ball. Here's proof. 24 for 36, 260 yards last year against Utah State. Okay. I was a freshman. Last week, 14 for 19 against Middle Tennessee. I think I completed my first eight passes in a row in that game. I can throw the ball. New offense, up-tempo. Oh, by the way, while I'm having a few passing struggles, everybody seems to have forgotten that I'm number six in the nation in rushing yards of any player in the country. I lead quarterbacks in that category by a mile. So, I can throw the ball, and when I start to throw it well, which I did last week, and I will only get better this season, I will become one of the college greats in the game. How do you feel about that, Jerem? How you like me now? Yeah, that was pretty good. Okay. Okay. As, as Taysom Hill. Jerem Jordan, you are Taysom's quarterback counterpart tonight, Chucky Keaton. From Houston, what's up? In your freshman year, you guaranteed a win against BYU. You lost. That happens. Now as a junior and a home favorite by six and a half points, are you willing to guarantee a win tonight? Yes, me, Chucky Keaton. Yes. There's, here's why. There's no Ziggy Ansah there to body slam me anymore. I know Kyle Van Noy's there. That still scares me a little bit. I'm second in the nation in passing touchdowns, 17. Have you watched me carve up Air Force, Weber State, and San Jose State? Yes. I didn't have as much luck against Utah and USC, but anyways, part of the reason I went to Utah State was because of BYU. 2010, I'm watching that game on ESPN in Houston, and I thought, man, that's a great place to play, and I want to I bring us back. And so me, Chucky Keaton, yeah, I'm, I'm going to chuck it all around. That's what I do. I'm Chucky. Chuck. I'm going to run for first downs. I'm going to make it happen. Utah State, we're going to win tonight. 
Okay. Let's continue on. Spencer Linton, you're Bronco Mendenhall, BYU right. head coach. Four games under your belt. How would you describe your team thus far this year? I would say that we are slowly becoming the program that we want to be, given the changes that we've gone through this year uh, with new coaches, new offense, and uh, obviously some, some losses uh, in personnel. Uh, we're still getting better each week. We are a better team today by a mile than we were against Virginia. And we're going the right speed. We are The effort is there. Now it's just can the execution catch up. And I feel like tonight is the night we will show that the execution level is catching up to our effort level. Okay. Amen. Bronco Mendenhall. I was a little subdued there. You you took Bronco Mendenhall's tone. Yes. Didn't I? <laughs> I didn't mean to, but I, I just, I kind of, you have to kind of reverence that, right? When you're, when you're the head coach. What I really want, what I really want Bronco to say is, after, when someone asks him a question like that is, leave me alone. I'm doing the best that I can. But BYU Sports Nation is a very impatient fan base. It is what it is. Jerem Jordan. Jerem Jordan, you are one of Broncos cohorts, Robert and I. Yes, I am. Your go fast, go hard offense had zero touchdown passes in the month of September. What? Are you okay with that? Yes. Did you see the Texas game? Did you see it? I watched it. 550 yards. Did you see how we embarrassed Texas and really began this landslide against them? Did you see that? We're going to score points, gain yards. And most of that's going to come off the rush. I know it's different. Taysom's getting better. He's an elite rushing quarterback. Jamal Williams is back. The line's been banged up. We're a little experienced, inexperienced. But this is why I brought in Garrett Touje, offensive line coach. Have you seen this guy's neck? The BYU line will be as big and as fierce as that thing by the season's end. We'll be all right. Trust me. I'm a doctor. No, seriously. I have a doctoral degree in sociology from BYU. Pass that. <laughs> Oh, winner! Role play. Yeah, I love role play. Okay, I wish we could do that for much longer, but let's continue the role play, with, but with an actual guy, Gary Shidey. Gary Shidey is coming up next on BYU Sports Nation. We're going to ask him what he thinks of the Go Fast Go Hard offense and what he thinks of Taysom Hill and tonight's game. Of course, this is BYU Sports Nation. Woo! We'll be back with more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is BYU Sports Nation on the BYU Radio Sports Network. Friday, game day. Woo! Welcome back to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio with Jerem Jordan and myself, Spencer Linton. Our game day football coverage on BYU Radio for the Cougars and Utah State Aggies begins tonight, 6 p.m. Eastern. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff starts at 7 p.m. Eastern if you like the moving pictures. And the game will air live on CBS College Sports at 8 p.m. Both BYU TV and BYU Radio have extensive post-game coverage immediately following the game. By the way, if you're local and you want to be in the live studio audience for Countdown to Kickoff tonight, it's 5 p.m. locally here. If you show up at the broadcast building uh, and you're 8 years and older, you're welcome to come join us in the studio audience. If we expect to ha- we've we've actually we don't sell a, it's not it's sold out but we don't sell anything it's free it's uh packed you know uh, we'll have extra rooms with projectors showing the game free pizza at halftime so if you want to if you want to just show up at the broadcasting building at like 4:45 today and you can participate in that it's very, a lot of fun very cool uh you wa- watch the game on a 27 foot screen by the way pretty cool 
HD. Yeah. Okay, update on the poll results. What's your bold prediction for tonight's game? Right now, leading the way. Cody Hoppin has more than 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns, 49%. Followed by a tie between Taysom Mill has more passing yards than Chucky Keaton and BYU ends the game plus two in turnovers. And then, uh, last but not least, another special teams touchdown. Okay. Do we have time for a tweet or two, Jaren? Yeah, sure. Let's get to it. Here we go. This from at Joel N82. Sorensen, 50-yard-plus field goal opportunity to win the game. Yikes. Ooh. Uh, I imagine that only right before the half or something. Let's get to more tweets in a minute. You got it. Gary Scheide, quarterback to Cougars from 1973 to 74, leading BYU to its first bowl game in the Fiesta Bowl in 74. Gary now joins... BYU Sports Nation. Gary, what do you think of the matchup tonight against Utah State? Boy, Jeremy Spencer, I, I really look forward to this game. I think this is about as uh, even uh, as the teams have been uh, in, in recent years. And, uh, I, you know, I think it's going to come down to, uh, you know, down to the wire. And, uh, and whoever makes the least turnovers, I think, is going to win this ballgame. Gary, Taysom Hill has come under some scrutiny because of his passing percentage. You're a quarterback. You enjoyed great success here uh, leading that aerial attack with uh, head coach Lavelle Edwards. What is your take on Taysom, and uh, what would you say to the critics at this point? Well, I think what they have to realize is that Taysom is only a sophomore. Uh, When you're averaging uh, over 140 yards rushing a game, which you're in the top five or six in the nation, uh, you have tremendous uh, athletic ability. And I think as he gets a little bit older and he starts understanding uh, Coach and I's system a little bit better, he'll get more accurate uh, from the passing standpoint. Right now, he's got a, you can see his rocking arm uh, throws the ball very hard, but he'll learn how to develop a little bit of touch, and then he'll learn how to you know, fit the right receivers. And I think he'll go through his progressions a lot better as he gets older. So I, I still look for good things. I mean, who would, who would think that BYU averages 307 yards running a game and is fourth in the nation, I mean, that's, that's unheard of for BYU football. So he's got a tremendous amount of talent, and I just think he'll develop over time and become a better thrower. Former BYU quarterback Gary Shady joining BYU Sports Nation. Gary, if you were one-on-one with Taysom and you had some time to coach him on what you said, which is learn some touch, how do you teach that? What would you say to him? Well, what I would do, first of all, I would kind of what's called dumb it down a little bit. You know, I would give him maybe a couple curl routes with a, with a little flare. So he has a one, two, three progression that he can read very quickly, and it's not difficult. As you get into uh, some deeper routes and, and uh, maybe just a, 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 you know, a lot of crossing routes and that sort of thing, it's just more difficult to you know, come up with a, with a reach on that. So first of all, I'd kind of dumb it down and get him confidence early on. I'd throw the short passes. Uh, and then what I would do is he gets completions with the short passes, and as he you know, gets better with his uh, the running offense, then that sets up other places you can run because you've got Cody Hoffman, who's just about as reliable as any receiver that's ever been there for BYU, and you have the running backs coming out of the backfield. You've got a lot of weapons there. So I would just you know try to get his confidence up early, uh, maybe throw some shorter passes with, with very, very easy reads, and give him an opportunity early in the game to get his confidence up. Gary, what are your memories of the Utah State BYU rivalry, whether as a fan or a player? You played one time, right, in '73. We, I, we, I actually played them twice. It was the oh. first in, in the, my first year in '73. Uh, I'd been hurt before the season had started. I had a, a thigh bruise, and and so I, I missed out uh, on the first couple games because of injury. And then, and during the first Utah State game at Utah State, we were down by seven points with about a minute and ten to go. 
and then uh, Coach Edwards put me in. It was about a 30-mile-an-hour wind coming against us, and, and uh, we went down the length of the field. We actually scored a touchdown, but it was just out of the end zone and ended up within the five-yard line uh, from winning that game. Maybe it was 10-7, to 7, but touchdown would have won. And then ever since then, you know, I was, a, I was the, the starting quarterback and had some fun things uh, going on. But I remember after that game, I had a receiver that uh, played with me at, at, at Antioch High School out in uh, Northern California. His name was Jim Boccio. He was a defensive back for Utah State. And coming into the game, you know, we we were talking, looked forward to getting getting with he and his wife Donna, and and uh, and they ended up beating us. And I stayed over his house afterwards. And uh, the next day, we went goose hunting. I'm not a hunter, so I, I've never been goose hunting in my life. But <laughs> I'm a fisherman, absolutely. Yeah. But so he had his two best friends who were linebackers on the team. And these guys were crazy. We went out goose hunting, and and I guess some people next to us started shooting a little bit early. And the, those his two linebacker friends wanted to go over and shoot those guys that were shooting her. <laughs> so, uh, wow! It was a crazy. It was a crazy uh, group of uh, Aggies over there. Uh, but you know they had a good year that year, and they they had on and off. They've had good seasons, but the, that's what I remember from from the Aggie defense. There are a couple of crazy guys. Some things never change, Gary. Right? <laughs> right there. <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to guess that there's going to be no goose hunting between BYU and Utah State players after the, after the game. Maybe. No, I don't know, though. <laughs> what happens, Jim, when you get on the sidelines there, is that's probably the closest stadium that uh, the fans can get to the bench. And you can hear literally everything that the fans are saying. And they'll be, you know, they don't throw stuff anymore, but uh, if it's snow, you'll see snowballs coming down at them, I'm sure. But you can hear everything. And they, those fans are, are just are their avid fans, and they get into the game, and, and they really support their team when they're doing well. Luckily, they're on the other side of BYU, so they're on the the students are on the west side, and then the the uh, normal season ticket holders are on BYU side. Luckily, but yeah, there's still some people in there that are pretty passionate. Quoting Bronco Mendenhall, Gary, this is what Bronco said yesterday. I told our defensive players in a separate meeting yesterday I was called something in that game the last time we were up there that I've never been called in my life, and I still remember it. And so, yeah, they're very supportive of their team, end quote. Do you uh, echo that sentiment from Bronco about the Utah State uh, fan base? Oh, absolutely. You know, and then what you're going to have is, uh, you know, I remember when you guys were, Jeremy, you were doing, I think, the soccer game for, for BYU there, and, and uh, and uh, there was a, a BYU was playing North Carolina, and you had a Utah fan in the stand with his Utah hat on. Yeah. And so what you do is you get people that, you know, they just they'll root for the Yankees. The Utah fans, they'll be coming to this game, and they'll root for the Yankees. So yeah, you know, no. it's just like BYU fans, they they root for when Utah State plays Utah. They're all Utah State fans, so they're gonna there's gonna be a combination of not only Utah State fans there, but a bunch of Utah fans rooting for them. Utah fans have nothing going on tonight since they lost to UCLA last night oh! by a touchdown. <laughs> Six interceptions. Six interceptions. <laughs> Max Hall texted Travis Wilson and said, "Hey, that's pretty good." <laughs> <laughs> oh. I, lo- I love Max. Don't get me wrong. He just had five against Utah anyway. I love Max. Winning his quarterback in BYU history. Gary, when you look at the, the BYU defense, and that was the storyline last year against Utah State was the BYU defense played so well, only gave up three points and really limited Chucky and what he likes to do. How do you see that playing out tonight a year later? Well, it, it, it's critical. I mean, you know, I, I think the defense is the heart of this team. And uh, Chucky Keaton has the ability to to you know, throw and pass. If you look at their overall statistics, they've they've got they average a couple hundred yards running the ball, and then about 280 yards passing the ball. And BYU averages about 300 yards rushing and 180 passing. So total offense is about the same. But what Keaton brings is you have to have someone ready at the line of scrimmage to stop him. 
in case he takes off. And that takes one less defender from your ability to defend the pass or whatever you're trying to work on in your scheme. So he's just a, a dimension that, uh, that is uh, very difficult for BYU to stop. But I think if you get uh, you know, guys like Van Noy that to come off the edge, you always have to prepare for him and the, the rest of the linebackers there. And then you got uh, uh, Manu Maliuna right there at the nose tackle. He takes up three guys, so he frees the linebackers up. So I think the defense for BYU is going to come up big in this game, and I think it, uh, it'll come down the, into the fourth quarter, and defensive stops are going to be the key. I was just going to ask you that. Gary Scheide, former BYU quarterback and legend in the Lavelle Edwards area, joining BYU Sports Nation. We appreciate the analysis and insight, Gary. And uh, as always, thanks for joining us. Oh, you bet, Spencer and Jeremy. Enjoy your show, and uh, and uh, go Cougars. You got it. Gary Shidey, everyone. It's game day, Jerem. And, and, and Gary continues the string of awesome quarterbacks on Fridays here. We've had Ty Emmer, Steve Young, uh, Robbie, Robbie Bosco, Bosco, and now Gary Shidey. Let's keep it going. Who's next Friday? That's a good question. We'll tell you next week. We'll tell you next Friday. How about Friday. that? <laughs> okay, coming up, the Cougar Whip Around Plus, the best sounds of the week. Woo! Don't miss it. This is BYU Sports Nation. Stay with us. We'll have more BYU Sports Nation right after this. This is Nate Austin, and you are tuned in to BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. And we're back, as promised. Thank you, Nate Austin, for that welcome in. BYU Sports Nation on BYU Radio. Spencer Linton and Jerem Jordan here. Let's whip it. It's time for the Cougar Whip Around Soccer. The 22nd ranked women's soccer team plays its final non-conference game of the season tonight at Robert Griffin III's Baylor. They're 20th. BYU's lost three of its last four games. Women's volleyball. Why are you saying whip like that, Spencer? I don't know, hot rod. BYU remains undefeated in league play in volleyball after a four-set road victory at Pepperdine last night. Game on ESPNU. Alexa Gray led the Cougars with 17 kills. Surprise, surprise. The Canadian Stars still shining very brightly. BYU will play at Loyola Marymount and try and go 5-0 in WCC play Saturday, 2 p.m. Eastern. Do it! Cross country. The women's team's at the Notre Dame Invitational in South Bend, Indiana today. They're ranked 28th in the country. Sets the stage for November 23rd. BYU football at Notre Dame. Teasing Monday, ESPN's Trevor Maddich, of course, will join us. Who gets today's Rise and Shout? I just said Rise and Shout. So Let us discuss. How about, oh, I don't know. Tell me your favorite memory from the BYU-Utah State football series. Me? Yes. Do you have a favorite memory? I have one. Well, I've, I've only seen one game up there, and it was 2010, so it was a terrible, terrible experience. Okay. <laughs> Oh, no, I was there 08 as well. How about this? Austin Colley stiff-arming a Utah State Aggie defender in 08 for a 70-yard touchdown. It made the top 50 plays on our show. I love that. Okay. We we gave a, shout, a rise and shout to Austin Colley yesterday, but I'm going to go to one of his teammates during that game, Dennis Pitta of the Baltimore Ravens, back up on his feet, catching passes, uh, albeit from a machine, but he's not on crutches. A lot of people thought he would miss the entire year. Some people questioned if he would even be able to make a return to the NFL. So the fact that Pitta is up and catching passes, that deserves an absolute rise and shout. Okay, time to recap the week on BYU Sports Nation and get excited for the game tonight. It's the best sounds of the week. Right now, teams are saying about Taysom Hill, Utah said, hey, we're going we're to double-dog dare you to beat us throwing the ball, and they did So you can bet that Utah State's going to do the same thing. I think the sense is... 
This is a really close football game against a really good team, very physical like Utah State is. I, I think that the matchup, everybody's really anticipating and looking forward to it. Yeah, this guy is crazy. It's one of those things where it's just talent. You can't really teach what Van Noy does a lot of the time. Here's the thing. If they if they win this game, it, it gets them on track and it sets them up so their big games down the road mean something. BYU has been a little up and down offensively, and uh, depending on how they come along that, that area, you know, it's going to depend on what kind of game it'll be and what kind of team they'll have this year. I think it's a huge game for BYU. If they want to go bowling and they don't get the game in Logan, uh, that that now puts them in a position to have to win four of their final seven, including at least one road game. Taysom Hill, as he develops and becomes two-dimensional, a, a true dual threat, he has the potential to be better than Chucky because he can run. He is a much better running runner than Chucky Keaton. Blaine Fowler, Lavelle Edwards, Greg Rubel, Al Lewis, Trevor Maddich, just some of the voices from this week on BYU Sports Nation. I'm out of breath. We were dancing the entire time of the fight song. Not together, just at the same time. Right. Right. Yeah, I didn't, didn't want to make that weird, right? <laughs> it got weird when I brought it up. We, we were dancing to the Cougar fight song. Not together, though. Separately. Jerem, I don't know what Jerem was doing. What do you call that move? Yeah, Shapoopy from Music Man. Oh, nice. At Jake D Snake 90 Let's get to some tweets and move on from this awkward topic. Bold prediction. Taysom Hill throws for 300 yards and rushes for 150. Whoa! And BYU limits Keaton to season lows. Hashtag hopeful. Okay. At G Hansen 25 Jamal Williams scores two TDs. Kyle Van Noy with three sacks. And receiver Cody Hoffman with 120 yards receiving the bi- three of the big four coming up huge. Wow. Final poll results look like this on BYUTVSports.com. What is your bold prediction for tonight's game? The winner, Cody Hoffman has more than 100 receiving yards and two touchdowns, followed by a tie. Taysom Hill has more passing yards than Chucky Keaton. BYU ends the game, plus two in turnovers, followed by another special teams touchdown. Okay, very quick reminder about how you can get involved with BYU and Utah State tonight. Game day football coverage on BYU Radio for the Cougs and Aggies begins tonight. 6 p.m. Eastern, 4 Mountain. BYU TV's countdown to kickoff starts at 7 p.m. Eastern, 5 Mountain. The game will air live on CBS College Sports beginning at 8 p.m. Eastern. Both BYU TV and BYU Radio have extensive post-game coverage immediately following the game. Big thanks to our guest today, head coach of the Aggies, Matt Wells, Gary Scheide, the fisherman, and everyone on our BYU Sports Nation crew, producer Ben Bagley, senior coordinating producer Michael Miner, Station Manager Don Chaline, Production Assistants Alan Miller, Spencer King, and our engineer Aaron Evans. Check out archived episodes of the show on the BYU Radio YouTube channel every afternoon for Jerem Jordan and the rest of our fantastic BYU Sports Nation crew. Happy Friday. You have just listened to BYU Sports Nation. Beat the Aggies.